Good evening. Welcome to Nighttime. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and for the next half hour, hopefully we can talk about things that we can quietly ponder. Ideas of what's happening around the world and in our thought processes and compare it to the truth of God's Word so that we can be stable in a very unstable world. I come to you from the studios here at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute and I always invite you to both support this work and to go to silverbirchranch.org and take a look at all the different things that we can offer to you and your family. It's been a great privilege of my life to serve here, and I'm thankful that God gives me the opportunity to continue to do things to hopefully draw people to himself. I wish I could tell you I had the answers to everything in life that would be troubling you, but I don't. In fact, I probably have more questions than I have answers. And yet at the same time, I'm totally at peace with what God has revealed in his word. The most important thing I do on a yearly basis is read the Bible through, cover to cover. I've been doing that for over 30 years, and I know what the Bible says. It's sort of like being one who looks for counterfeit bills by studying the real thing. When you study the Bible, when you read the Bible over and over and over again, and you see something that's not right, it sticks with you and you know it's not right. You may not know exactly why it's not right, but the fact that you've been in the Bible and the Spirit of God is working in your heart, you know something about what you just heard or saw is not the way it should be. And then you can go to the Scriptures and you can see what they say and reaffirm the truth that you need to. It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to read the Bible through every year and to know what truth is, to know that God is, that He loves me, that He's got a plan for me, that I can enjoy who He is on a daily basis, that He's working in my life and in the lives of those around me, and I can participate in that. Those who know God and know the truth are excited about life and what God brings. They're not dreading what comes up. They're not dreading the day or, or what might be said or what might be done. They're, they're excited about it because they know God's in it and doing something. If you were with me on the last nighttime program, I was talking to you about the dangers that were presented in reports by the Global Risks Organization and the Global Risks Report of 2024. And the first great danger that they represented was the danger of dis information and misinformation. We spent the whole last program talking about those two things. I want to read the next two things that this report says are the great dangers and then go into the Proverbs and read some of what God has to say. Number two is this, adverse outcomes of artificial intelligence technologies. This particular group says that there are going to be adverse outcomes to artificial intelligence, which I think all of us would agree with. When we think of anything that has any positive value at all, we have to think of the idea that it can be used for evil as well. 
I kind of like artificial intelligence when it's attached to medicines and helps people live longer. And even my thermostats at home that are connected through artificial intelligence that make sure my house stays the way that it should and helps me save money. Those are good uses of artificial intelligence. However, it can be used for evil as well. We need to understand that. We need to know the difference between good and evil. And those people who are supposed to be regulating it really need to know the difference between good and evil. And if they don't, there's no possible way that they can regulate it in a way that makes any sense. Well, let me read this to you. It says, Beyond the threat to democracy and social cohesion, the potential downsides of artificial intelligence are another growing risk to the feature in the Global Risk Report of 2024. In the report's two-year time frame, artificial intelligence-related risks ranked 29th in severity. But the fast-forward 10 years and the threat rises to number 6 in the rankings as AI becomes embedded in every aspect of society. In addition to the spread of false information, Risks include the mass loss of jobs, the weaponization of AI for military use, criminal use of AI to mount cyber attacks, and inherent biases in AI systems being used by businesses and nation states. A further AI-related risk stems from a cautious approach to regulation, which has so far favored innovation over caution in the face of uncertainties about the potential outcomes of AI and what that may produce. Graphics showcasing the risk of interconnections of technical power, adverse outcomes of AI and concentration of technical power are interconnected risks. This according to the World Economic Forum. When you look at the risks of artificial intelligence, you realize that anything with the word artificial in it could be very dangerous. Artificial colors, artificial dyes, artificial sugars, artificial nutrition, whatever it might be. Those things could be dangerous because they're made by man and they're imitating something. Imitation is nice, but it's not the real thing. Artificial intelligence has to have some real intelligence behind it. And the, the concern for this is that the real intelligence that's behind it are going to be sinful people. Artificial intelligence can be used for good, but it could also be used for personal gain at the expense of those people who are most vulnerable. If you love God, then you love people. And you understand that we were created to love both God and people. You don't use God and you don't use people. There are things that were created to be used and there are things that are created to be loved. God was not created. He always has been. And he created mankind to be loved by him. And he created people to love one another and to love him, obviously. So when we understand that, we realize that if we use God by trying to manipulate him or we use one another by trying to manipulate one another for our own benefit that's not love we have to be very careful because 
artificial intelligence can be used for wonderful things, and the world is calling for it to be regulated. But my greatest concern is that it's going to be regulated by people who have no real ethics. They don't have any real barriers. They're trying to establish a right and wrong without using the only place where they can establish right and wrong, and that's God's word. Without God, this is going to be a mess. The third danger that they talk about is technological power concentration. It says this, Artificial intelligence is rapidly emerging as the most powerful technology humans have ever developed, with a myriad potential applications in civilian and military settings. The Global Risk Report 2024 raises concerns about the nature of how such a powerful and transformative technology is being developed, stating, The production of AI technologies is highly concentrated in a singular globally integrated supply chain that favors a few companies and countries. This creates significant supply chain risks that may unfold over the coming decade. Among these risks are the prioritization of national security interests in AI development, spiraling cost of production due to an inflationary scramble for components, including minerals and semiconductors and anti-competitive practices to enhance profits. According to the report, the EU is already considering regulations to rein in the powers of digital gatekeepers to ensure fair competition in the development of AI. There is little doubt that AI offers huge potential to enhance the human experience in spheres as diverse as healthcare, education, employment, and entertainment. But as the Global Risks Report 2024 highlights, this emerging technology is creating new risks that if not managed carefully could pose some of the biggest threats humanity will face in the coming decades. I'm going to read that last sentence again. The report highlights that this emerging technology is creating new risk that, if not managed carefully, could pose some of the biggest threats humanity will face in the coming decades. I am suggesting that those who don't know God and don't know the Bible are not qualified to manage this. That only those who know God and love God and walk with God would be in a position to manage this safely, and even they would be sinful people who would need to submit to God and His Spirit in order to do this right. Artificial intelligence to me, in many respects, is a very dangerous weapon. It's dangerous because it can be used to manipulate, and manipulation and disinformation, as we talked about before, or misinformation, is really satanic in its source. He's the father of lies. We need to be careful by not allowing ourselves to believe that a government entity that is godless can regulate anything in a way that is godly. Now, with that said, I also want to say that I have perfect confidence that we can live in a world where there's AI and be victorious in it because of our Heavenly Father, who is our Heavenly Father. My father knows what's going on. He knows what the future holds. He knows what I need to do and where I need to be and what I need to think in order to be successful in life. 
Artificial intelligence is no match for real intelligence, God's intelligence. He is the creator and sustainer of life, and he is the one that will control things in the end. Artificial intelligence is nothing to God. You and I will always be capable of being fooled, but my Heavenly Father, God Almighty, is not able to be fooled in any way, shape, or form at any time in history. So he's the one I can go to, and as his spirit indwells me, I can know what truth is, and I can know where danger is, and I can set my life up so that I can avoid the pitfalls of life that come because of artificial intelligence. This idea of power and authority being in the hands of a few people that are not godly is not new or strange. Many years ago, we were developing atomic energy. And atomic energy can be used for very good things. You can have much electricity produced by atomic energy, and there's other things I'm sure that it could be used for that are positive. It can also fall into the hands of evil people who could use it to manipulate a world to be their servants. They could use it to destroy. They could use it to control. Every technology has that problem. You and I are only safe when we honestly have a relationship with God and we trust him for our future. One of the best things I can do is get up every day and realize that God is at work in the lives around me and to ask him to help me to see what he's doing and get in line with that. To know that my life today can be used for something that's positive. To realize that God is still on his throne, that there is nothing in this world that can get him off his throne. That as I submit to the Holy Spirit's guiding, as I read the scriptures and I know what's true and right, and I adjust my life to it, I'll be okay. Oh, it doesn't mean I'll be here forever, and it doesn't mean I won't be destroyed down on this earth. It means I'll be all right. I'll be guarded and protected by my Heavenly Father. And the time that I leave this world, I'll be fine because I'll go from here to be in his very presence. I'd like to read Proverbs 21 to you. It says this, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it wherever he wills. Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked person, are sin. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a snare of death. The violence of the wicked will sweep them away because they refuse to do what is just. The way of the guilty is crooked, but the conduct of the pure is upright. It is better to live in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no mercy in his eyes. When a scoffer is punished, the simple become wise. When a wise man is instructed, he gains knowledge. The righteous one observes the house of the wicked. He throws the wicked down to ruin. 
Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. A gift in secret averts anger, and a concealed bribe strong wrath. When justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but a terror to evildoers. One who wanders from the way of good sense will rest in the assembly of the dead. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked is a ransom for the righteous and the traitor for the upright. It is better to live in a desert land than with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the stronghold in which they trust. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Scoffer is the name of the arrogant, haughty man who acts with arrogant pride. The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hand refused to labor. All day long he craves and craves, but the righteous gives and does not hold back. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings with evil intent? A false witness will perish, but the word of a man who hears will endure. A wicked man puts on a bold face, but the upright gives thought to his ways. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Let me go back up to verse 1 and then go back down to the end of the chapter, verse 1 and 2. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. God is not not observant of what's going on in the world today. It's not that his hands are tied. They're not. The heart of the king, in the King James Version, I, says that, I think it says, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and like rivers of water, he moves it wherever he wishes. It is God who is in charge of the universe. Because of God's love, he allows you and I to have real choice. And because we have real choice, we also have real consequences. If I'm going to beat my head on a rock, I'm going to get a headache. Those are the real consequences that come with the real choice. In this particular case, we need to understand that there are people who are in charge of nations and policies and procedures who are godless. And if they make laws that are based on their godlessness, they will, and there'll be much suffering because of it. But it does not control God. God can still protect his children. He can still guide the hand, the heart of the king, because it's in his hand, and he moves it wherever he wishes. Proverbs 21.2, Every man, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. 
what can I do in this time with a bunch of artificial intelligence and things going on around us that we can't even understand? I can do what's right. I can understand humbly before God that I'm not in charge of anything important that God is. That God is the God of the universe, the creator and sustainer of all life, and I live my daily life understanding that and enjoying the fact that he has extended his mercy to me, that he will not give me what I deserve because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for me, that I will have much more than I ever deserve, that's his grace, and that there is not a king or a nation or a people that can destroy God's plan. That one day, as a child of God, I will live in a place that he went to prepare for me for eternity. And I will be able to be with him for eternity and be at peace. There's nothing artificial intelligence can do about it. There's nothing the enemy of God can do about it. There's nothing the evil one can do about it because the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and like rivers of water, he moves it wherever he wishes. The people who think they are in charge are not in charge. God is in charge. Once again, we may see the effects of sinfulness. We may see the effect of those who disobey God. When we see that, God is allowing the choices that mankind makes to be real choices because he's a real God who really loves. My job is to do what's right, to do what's just, not to sacrifice in my life, not to show how sincere I am, but to just do what's right. Verse 4 says, haughty eyes and a proud heart. Those aren't right. That's the lamp of the wicked. Those are sin. That's not what we're about. The end of the chapter, it talks about those who are wicked, those who are false witnesses. Verse 28 to 31, a false witness will perish but the word of a man who hears will endure. A wicked man puts on a bold face, but the upright gives thought to his ways. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against God. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against God. That would include artificial intelligence. That would include those who regulate artificial intelligence for their own well-being. If somebody's trying to manipulate so that they can go against the church, they're going against God himself. Those trying to destroy Christianity because they think they have an answer or because Christianity does not allow them to be God, they will lose. Oh, it may look for a moment like they won. Remember the crucifixion. It looked for a moment like those who were against Jesus Christ won. Because Jesus allowed himself to be hung on a cross. He allowed his blood to be shed. He allowed his life to be taken. To be a ransom, to be a sacrifice for my life. But when he came back from the dead, those who thought they had destroyed Jesus realized that they were the losers. You see, sometimes we're not in tune with what God's doing in the moment. 
So we have to trust the fact that in the long run, he doesn't lose. There is no artificial intelligence and there is no regulators of artificial intelligence that will do anything that will cause God to lose. So the smartest thing that I can do is avoid artificial intelligence and spend my time thinking about real intelligence. Read the Bible. Read people who have studied the Bible and talk about the Bible and want to know God. Put myself in a position where I can know Christ and make him known. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. Proverbs 21.31, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. The horse is made ready. You got to be careful what you trust in in this world. And those who love God, they trust in God. If you know God, you trust him. And if you trust God, your fear is not what controls you. Oh, your fear of God controls you. But not your fear of man, not your fear of artificial intelligence, not your fear of sickness, not your fear of storms or disease or, or warfare. Those things do not control you. Because this life that we live, the world in which we live in, is something that's always been temporal. It's, we, we always know that it's something that's passing by. This isn't our home. We have a home. And for billions and billions and billions and gazillions of years, we will be with our Heavenly Father, enjoying what he has prepared for us for the day that we actually are in his presence that way. You see, there is a lot going on right now. It reminds me very much of the time when the Tower of Babel was happening. We're so impressed with our own understanding of things. We're so impressed with what we can accomplish with these things we call computer chips or computers or artificial intelligence or whatever else you want to call it. We're impressed with ourselves and what it can be done. But artificial intelligence always needs intelligence to make it work. Where God is the ultimate intelligence and there isn't any artificial intelligence that will trump him. I'm not sure what you and I can do about what's going on in the world with artificial intelligence other than making sure that we reestablish the fact that we know what real intelligence looks like. Real intelligence is in a relationship with people, with God. Real intelligence looks at people, not just on the screen and not through social media, but actually face-to-face and meets with them and does things. I love being a part of Silver Birch Ranch where young people come and get together with leadership and, and others maybe from their families, and they, they enjoy being outdoors. They enjoy swimming and hiking and Zip lines and horses and all kinds of things. It's a lot of laughter, a lot of excitement. Those are real things that they can do and have real excitement together, make real experiences together. I think we as believers need to spend more time turning anything that might have artificial intelligence off and creating a life that's real around us. 
looking at people, loving people, participating with people, and not just watching what other people do and not always on the phone listening or trying to get somebody else's viewpoint or trying to get into somebody else's life halfway around the world. I was talking to a young person who was trying to convince me that relationships are real that are an artificial intelligence, things from social media. That could be. I have no idea. However, I doubt it. Because those people that you meet on social media may not even be the people they're portraying themselves to be. Those who don't know God very much enjoy using what they should love and loving what they should use. And we as believers are warned against that. We need to love God, we need to love one another, and it needs to be real. Well, once again, I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check those websites out and allow us to serve your family and be a part of continuing to search for and find the truth that God wants us to live by. Thank you for listening. Good night for now.